Welcome back to Booze and Buffy, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer one by one and spoiler free. I'm Harrison and I am a man made of bugs. And I'm Jason, the guy who has to pay for that broken organ. (laughs) Harrison, what episode are we watching today? Uh, We are watching What's My Line Part 2. So this is, of course, the continuation of What's My Line Part 1, wherein we meet Kendra and uh, she's a vampire slayer. Uh, Buffy and Cordelia, and by Buffy I do mean Xander, and Cordelia (laughs) are attacked by me, a man of bugs, and Spike continues with his plan to restore Drusilla to power. What's My Line Part 2 was written by Marty Noxon and directed by David Simmel and originally aired on November 24th, 1997. That's my girl, Marty Noxon. Hell yeah. Booze and Buffy. Jason, welcome back. Hi. Last time we had you here... Uh, it was season one. Season one. It was the Angel. Yeah. Uh, another Angel-heavy episode. Um, so... Although he doesn't do much, he's mostly unconscious. And shirtless. And shirtless. <laughs> I have a I have a note about that. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to have you back, uh, back full-time. Uh, you get benefits at this job. Oh, um, my gosh. The benefits are you get to hang out with me. And dental. Oh, <laughs> oh good, dental. <laughs> that, would about to, that was about to get real awkward there for a second. <laughs> so, uh, Jason, tell me what are you drinking? I am drinking the last of a bottle of wine that you own, L'Authentique, red table wine, made entirely of red table. Excellent. I'm reading, I'm drinking, oh my god, I haven't even started drinking. What the fuck is wrong with me? Uh, Oh yeah, I remember reading a good glass of wine. Uh, I have opened up a bottle of white, which is a little off-brand for me, but that's okay. Um, I took all your red wine. It's, I mean, you didn't. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, John went to the liquor store. He went to Trader Joe's. We got a lot of wine over there. Yeah. Uh, but this is a, a Spiral. Um, I think we drank this on our Inca Mummy Girl episode. Ah. Um, it's really nice. It's um, very citrusy. Okay. Um, so, shall we toast? Uh, yes, let's toast it up. All right. Here's to uh, Kendra's accent. Here's to Angel's Nipples, and here's to my friend Jason. Aww. Nipples. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Wow, that is good red table. Mm. It's 420. Just, that's what time it is currently. Light it up. (laughs) Blaze it. Um, All right, so why don't we just dive in to... um, so what's my line? Part two. Um, Picking up from the cliffhanger ending. Yes. She's Kendra, the vampire slayer. Oof. Yeah. We have to be careful how often we do that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's rough. Um, it is an accident we talked about a little last week, but yeah, it's, um, it's better than uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar's British accent in Halloween. Oh, yeah. That was a thing that happened. mm -hmm. And it is uh, better than, no spoilers, but an accent we'll be getting pretty frequently, um, I think starting at the end of this season, from a certain character who will be getting more more and more flashbacks. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Was that a... 
There's that mystery announcement. Yeah, yeah, it's it's shaking those cobwebs out of my head. <laughs> um, so there, there's some initial confusion between Buffy and Kendra. They are, um, they're each insisting that they are the Slayer. There can only be one Slayer. There's like a whole intro saying that yeah. there's only one. Yeah. Um, so what the fuck's going on, universe? What are you doing? Um, Haven't you seen Highlander? <laughs> Gosh. Um, so Buffy pretty quickly trusts Kendra, at least enough to call like a brief truce. Which yeah, <laughs> we're gonna say trust because she gives her like the stink eye the majority of the episode. I mean that's true, <laughs> uh, but specifically she's willing to hear her out, which. I feel like it's a little bit more for plot convenience than uh, truth to character, but, you know. Well, you gotta say, no no vampires ever claim to be a slayer. That's true. That would be a cool episode, that I'm not gonna lie. That would be a cool lie. episode. Um, there is an episode later in the series where that actually was going to be the plot, that, like, the vampire nemesis was, a, like, a slayer who then turned into a vampire, but then they didn't do it. Ah, okay. Um, which is why I feel comfortable saying that because it didn't actually happen. <laughs> Not spoilers, because <laughs> um, didn't happen. But a bit of a disappointment, in my opinion. But anyway, um, Buffy calls a truce. She's gonna go to her watcher um, if Kendra agrees not to go all wiggy. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes, wiggy. <sighs> <laughs> weren't the 90s just the best oh my gosh love the 90s uh miss um miss you love you thank you next <laughs> um so they they go to the giles giles confirms that um kendra's uh watcher is a is a real person um what was do you remember what her her watcher's name is started with a t i believe uh tarzan no Tavuma or something like that? Is it that? Zabuto? Was it? Okay, I, I don't know. Um, That's like one of those obscure things that'll show up in like a pub quiz or something like that. Not the one that we kicked ass at. You mean you kicked ass at and I was there being the looks of the team. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, tone noted. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there can only be one cute one on the podcast. <laughs> You can have it when I die. <laughs> um, all right, then. So they um, they all kind of put it together that, of course, the, there can only be another Slayer if one Slayer dies. And then Giles goes, good Lord. Um, but wait, you were dead, Buffy. I was only gone for a minute. <laughs> um, oh, it's so... It's so lighthearted, just so light how she thinks, like, oh, I was only dead for, like, you know, a minute. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I wasn't gone that long, Mom. <laughs> um, old work dad and new work sister. Um, Oof. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's the deal that I need to just bring up. The Watcher's Council. Or, what, what the fuck? <laughs> They've got two Slayers. They know there are two Slayers. Because presumably they're still paying Giles. He's clearly in contact with other Slayers because he found out whether Kendra's Slayer was real or not. Right. Like, 
they didn't bother telling Giles that, hey, there's another Slayer. This is what happened. They clearly didn't bother telling Kendra or her watcher. They just don't have it together. They, I'm sure there's some memo sitting on a desk somewhere being like, oh, subject line two Slayers. Well, as we find out later in the series, <sighs> they're, they're assholes. Dick holes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Those are called urethras. <laughs> Watch well, councils a bunch of urethras. Uh, Willow comes in wearing a horrid, horrid red overalls and striped sweater. Yeah, it's and I made the comment how like what Willow wears at the beginning of the episode completely contrasted by what she wears at the end of the episode, which actually is like a very really good cute. look for her. It's yeah. Really cute at the end. Not now. Um, no. And um, when Willow comes in, Kendra like basically assaults her, to which Buffy responds, back off, Pink Ranger. Yeah, and you know what? Willow's just kind of going with it. Yeah, Willow is just like she's so like chill in this episode. Like she does not get wiggy. The flow. She does not get wiggy. Um, she met a cute boy, so that's just like what's on her Yeah, she's like, oh, two slayers. Also, hello, Seth Green. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, just a fun fact: um, Buffy's stunt double at this time was also the stunt double for the Pink Ranger. So. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, I think I've mentioned that a couple times on the podcast before, but um, I've been watching a lot of Power Rangers too recently. So hell yeah, get that Amy Joe Johnson fix. Mm-hmm. Pink Ranger is the best Ranger. Um, I just got through the Green with Evil arc. Ooh, um, introducing Tommy. Um, fun fact: It turns out Tommy's pretty boring. Yeah, like, they're he's kinda... not evil. They kind of have to, like, keep bringing up, like, storylines with his uh, powers killing him <laughs> in order to make him interesting. Right. But this isn't a Power Rangers podcast. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, during their discussion, Kendra casually reveals that she locked Angel in a cage uh, to die. Buffy's not happy. She's pretty mad. Well, yeah, I mean, what if somebody locked your boyfriend in a cage to die? You'd have a very bad arc on Days of Our Lives. Explain. Oh, um, so so there's this one crazy girl named Janice Spears who really doesn't like uh, Sean and Belle being together. And Belle, who at this time is played by Kirsten Storms, uh, Xenon girl of the 21st -hmm. century... Uh, so she kidnaps Sean after he has a motorcycle accident and locks him in a homemade cage in her house. And then she tries to make Belle believe that she just, uh, that he just left her. And so she starts getting close with Philip, who's played by Kyle Brandt, who is now a football commentator on Good Morning Football. Wow. <laughs> that is a lot of info right Whoa. there. <laughs> so I, w- I guess my big question is, how do you know all that? Um, Specifically the the storyline on Days of Our Lives, not necessarily the football commentary. So uh, for a year, um, basically just for all of eighth grade, uh, I was watching a little bit of Days of Our Lives because because of Friends and Joey being a character on Days of Our Lives. Oh my god. And the first episode I watched, uh, 
a character is killed off and it kicks off this whole storyline called the Salem Stalker, where one by one people started like characters started dying. But it's okay because they all end up being alive on an island anyway. Whoa. No, seriously, check out the Salem Stalker of 2004 storyline on Days of Our Lives. I'm mind boggled. <laughs> I feel like I I don't I don't know what I expected. It wasn't any of that. <laughs> I'm delighted though to know that in eighth grade you were an avid Days of Our Lives watcher. Uh, yeah, and fun fact, it it aired while I was at school because it airs at one. PM on NBC. So I would set the VCR to record it. Oh my gosh, setting the VCR and then sometimes it didn't work and it was devastating. Oh my gosh, no, because there are no reruns in soap operas. Oh, because they air like a new episode. Like, yeah, a new day, episode right? every day. It's crazy. Like, I believe while I was watching the 10,000th episode of Days of Our Lives aired. So, <laughs> this is not a Days of Our Lives podcast. Not yet. <laughs> um, Drinking in Days of Our Lives. So, they go back to Willie's bar where Angel was locked in a cage, much like uh, Xenon's boyfriend. <laughs> and uh, Kendra is like, no ashes. And Buffy's like, what? She's like, when a vampire dies, they leave the ash behind. And Buffy's like, Stop vamp-splaining to me. Oh my god, that is like some serious slay-splaining. Oh my gosh, I like that slay-splaining. That's better than vamp-splaining. Vamp. Vamp. For one, you can say slay-splaining. Yeah, it's easier. (laughs) Alright. So, um, Willie had saved Angel, uh, but then turned him right over to Spike. And, oh gosh, what what happened here? I, I'm Angel, by the way. My my shirt opened up while I was being rescued, and uh, oh, here's my nipple. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty early nip slip for mm-hmm. Mr. Boreanaz. My notes here just say Angel hates not showing his nips. <laughs> um, you just had to take your shirt off, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the second Galaxy Quest reference we've made today. <laughs> um, yeah, and he's shirtless for the rest of the episode. Oh, yes. like, full-on nipple, and... Uh, so, uh, Jason, you may know this about me, but I am gay. Wait, what? Yeah. So, so that, that wedding that I went to of mm-hmm. yours was... Holy crap, that was real? That was real. Whoa! It was a reality television show. Uh, It was the 5th of November. Anything could have happened. uh, Yes, how I remember. (laughs) Um, Listen. Conspiracy theory. Harrison got married (laughs) on the 5th of November so that he'd have a song to remember that date by and never forget the anniversary. You know? (laughs) Actually, John picked the, the date of our wedding. Like... We just had, we had two options based on when the venue was available. Um, it was that Saturday or the following. So I was like, the 5th or the 12th? And he was like, oh, the 5th. And I'll be like, nice. That'll be easy to remember. And John was like, yeah, I guess so. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I really reconsidered uh, <laughs> what we were doing. And they're so happy together, everybody. Mm. <laughs> yes. Um, but as a, as a, as a gay... Uh, TM. 
I really appreciate the show taking the time to strip David Boreanaz. Um, this happens frequently. It does. And I appreciate it every time. Of course, I kind of wonder, um, since obviously you you can show more of a man than of a woman, mm-hmm. um, that like if the WB is like, oh, we need our sexy quota, like I mean, we, need our, we need to show some skin, yeah. but like Sarah Michelle Geller and all the other females on the show can't can't go all out so right they let's get definitely a lot of legs and midriff with mm-hmm. the women oh yes i also think they had to they probably had to be careful um with the younger cast um because they were playing teenagers yeah um they weren't teenagers <laughs> especially charisma carpenter um, <laughs> yeah but i i do think they had to probably be they probably there was probably a line they had to skirt um, that I would say, even thinking about that's like, called the mini forward, skirt line. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> I even thinking towards some of the later seasons, I don't like. I don't recall. I, I feel like there's more skin when they're out of high school. Yeah. Um, but, also, they were on UPN. So yes. Yeah. Also, just David Boreanaz is a uh, hunka hunka man meat. I'm not objectifying him um, because he's person. You're just stating an objective fact. Yes. Um, and he still looks good. Like maybe he is a vampire. You heard it here first. <laughs> David Boreanaz is a vampire. That is a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> um. So they take back, uh, they take Angel back to their warehouse home. Um, they need to sacrifice him to restore Drusilla to full strength. Um, they're gonna, Spike and Drusilla are going to fuck right in front of Angel. But then Spike's like, or Drusilla's like, can I play with my toy? And Spike's like, okay because he cannot tell her no he can't <laughs> yeah and then you find out that Drusilla is into some kinky shit and uh, the, one of the first things she says to him is you've been a very bad daddy oh my god <laughs> uh, so that is what I say all the time during sex <laughs> <laughs> You've been a very bad dad. Then I get out the bottle of holy water. (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, they're just, she's just torturing away. Um, Meanwhile, Buffy is kind of dealing with the existence of Kendra. And. Oh, I was going to say, like, you know what's really funny? There are, like, a lot... There are lots of times for conversation while Cordelia and Xander are under attack. Right? Okay. What, why is no one, like, it's weird. It's a school day. Where are Xander and Cordelia? Because nobody's <laughs> ever wanted to know where Xander is. <laughs> Just FYI, if you don't remember from the season one episode that I was on... I do not like Xander. Like, at all. Poor Xander. But also, eh. <laughs> um, 
He's a louse. Ooh, nice. That is like literally the the word that I could say that encapsulates <laughs> Xander, especially seasons one through four. Yes. Just a louse. Oh, yeah. I, um, I definitely think he has a great character arc, and I find him so much more tolerable later on. But, oof. Oofa. Um, we'll definitely have a lot more to say about Xander in uh, the coming I, episodes. That is what a bunch of uh, people that I know would call a big oof. <laughs> I do agree. Xander is a big oof. <laughs> <laughs> um, Giles and Kendra are bonding pretty pretty strongly. Um, well, that's because uh, Kendra doesn't have any social skills. Oh, my God. Just like Giles. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and she's read all the same books that Giles has read. Oh my gosh, it's like they're twinsies. Oh my gosh, they're talking about uh, something, and she's like, oh, I read it in, and my mind immediately, like, just inserted Hermione in that spot, and her, Hermione going, I read it in Hogwarts, a history. Yep. Um, my husband did not get the reference. He's very cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Buffy's jealous what did you call her oh yeah she's totally jelly clarkson (laughs) um yeah she is definitely um frustrated that kendra's bonding with giles in a way that puffy really can't um on like an academic level um almost makes you think does is Giles, does Giles hide a lot of his frustrations with some of the things that Buffy and her friends do? Uh, hmm. I, I mean, probably not, because I think he, I think he likes being part of the group. But also, like, there, I'm sure there's like a time or two where he's like, "Oh, Buffy, I wish you'd just do this." <laughs> yeah, I would say he doesn't even really hide it. I think he's <laughs> a lot of the times pretty like open about like like. Well, he's definitely open about how much he just doesn't like Xander. Oh my gosh, it's delightful. <laughs> it makes me think of something that happens in the season two finale, but uh, I think I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, but uh, that's for a later day. <laughs> Um, so, um, which is kind of funny though, that she's the whole last episode, um, she was really down because she was like, I'm the only one and I hate that. Um, and we, I think we kind of see in this episode that a lot of that was a bit of posturing. Um, she, even despite like complaining about it immediately, it's just like, no, I'm the Slayer. Well, yeah, it's kind of like how when people talk about, like, if they make a Facebook status that says, oh, going through some stuff right now, and then somebody, like, comments saying, like, what's wrong? And they're like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Um, Also, I've made that post several times. (laughs) I'm sorry, friends on social media. (laughs) Um. So, speaking of Xander and Cordelia, we, we finally check in on them. Um, and it does seem weird that it takes us, considering that was kind of a cliffhanger of last episode, it takes us quite a while to, to check in with them. Um, but I guess there's a lot going on. Yeah, they have to hide in Buffy's basement. Mm-hmm. Um, from the guy made of bugs. Yes. And um, they, are, they are arguing a lot. Yeah. Um, not out of character for either of them. No, but like, there's something different about the arguing Ooh. this time. So, at one point, um, 
Sanders says something about like just letting her die or something, and she's like, I bet you would. I bet you would let some <laughs> poor defenseless girl die. And he says, uh, hold on, I wrote it down. Uh, not just any girl, you're special. Aww. Aww. <laughs> you're the only girl who I would let be killed by a man made of maggots. <laughs> <laughs> a um, man get? <laughs> Ugh. Ew, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they're, they are arguing pretty hardcore, and then it happens. They kiss. They kiss. And um, it, it, this is perfect, I think. Um, the music just crashes into the scene, this huge orchestral swell, but it doesn't happen until the, like, you know, a lot of times you get that, the swell, like, would be like kind of going until, but no, it just like, like, like lips touch, then the music happens. Yeah, yeah, and it feels like, uh, and it, it feels like a punchline. Oh, it underlines like, the absurdity of everything to an incredible degree. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> um, and then they break apart, and Xander's like, "We have to get out of here," and we can just go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they like risk. Like getting killed by this. Yeah, they, they'd man. rather be devoured by Bug Man <laughs> than admit the feelings that they have for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, hot, sweaty, angry feelings. <laughs> Makes me think of uh, Glinda and Alphaba. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> what is some gravity? Uh, so sudden and new. Loading. <laughs> Um, as they're running out, though, um, a bunch of bugs get on Cordelia. She doesn't take her sweater off. Which is where the majority of the bugs are, actually. Yeah. (laughs) It just seems weird. Uh, Xander's hosing her down. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I want to get This is the hottest episode ever, guys. (laughs) We got nipple and hosing down. So... I have a question for you. Okay. While he's hosing her down, he, he hoses her just a little bit too long. Um, and Yeah, I have that problem sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you. Um, I guess, what is your interpretation of him hosing her for too long? Do you think it's him? Do you think it's a weird, like... Pervy sort of pervy thing? Pervy sort of thing? Do you think it's a weird power play where he's just doing it to torture her? Or do you think he's just panicking. I think it's the third one. I definitely don't think it's the second one because like if Xander's posturing he makes a big deal about it. That's what I was kind of thinking of. I feel like we would have seen him leering or something. Um, So normally I would say I'm coming down at least in this instance on Xander's side that it wasn't any sort of weird gross thing. He was just he was just being very thorough and uh, in a, a state of panic. So, mm-hmm. uh, good job, Xander. This is your of course, wife. at the same time, there might have been like a little, little bit of that first one where he's just like, "Oh, this is cool." <laughs> <laughs> but no, no bugs, nah. <laughs> oh no, we're gonna get the bugs off of you. <laughs> Take your clothes off. <laughs> you know, though, I swear to God, though, if that were me, I wouldn't have stopped at the taking off the sweater, all of it. Like mm-hmm. I don't care. Stark ass naked. We gotta, we, we, we gotta make sure there's no like radiation exposure or anything <laughs> like that. Full decontamination. 
Um, so at, I almost said the next day at school, but it's not the next day. It's still the same day. Um, yeah, it's, it's like maybe like 20 minutes later. Right. Um, they are, uh, we're still in career week. Uh, Buffy has been placed in uh, either law enforcement or landscaping. Mm-hmm. Uh, she checked the shrub box. So, me. like, what, what is that? It's like, what sort of things entice you? And, you know, there's just a box that says shrub. Well, I think it was in the last episode. It's when she's taking the test. It's like, it wants to know if I like shrubs. Like, it's specifically the question, like, do you uh, like okay. shrubs? Which is weird. Um, Spoiler alert, it's been a while since I've seen part one. <laughs> um, by Willow, or Buffy notices that Oz is kind of checking out Willow. Um, they talk for a bit. So I don't know what that says about Oz if he's checking Willow out while she's wearing those overalls. Like, it means he's whoa. a good, sold man. That's true. He sees her heart. He sees her pa- Yeah, he sees past the awful outfit. <laughs> um, they, they have a really cute discussion. They talk about music. Every moment that they have is fairly cute. Like, yeah. they're only a couple, but they're so adorable. Oh, my gosh. Um, not to get ahead of ourselves, but the moment at the end. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's so cute. <laughs> um, but we'll get there. Um, Buffy is going to the, um... Policeman. The police officer seminar thing. The police officer, yes. The policewoman who, um... Who'd you say she looked like? So I originally thought she looked like the redhead from, uh... From, uh, The Office. Oh, yes, Um, Meredith. Meredith, okay. Yeah, but then, like, we kept throwing out characters that we thought she looked like. Like, um, the, uh... The one inmate who doesn't talk, who's friends with Red in uh, Orange is the New Black. I think Norma is her name. Norma, you're you're probably right. And then um, I thought she kind of looked like, also on Orange is the New Black, the female guard from the earlier seasons with the red hair. Um, Who also is in, like, I've seen her in a bunch of stuff recently. She was in, um, she was uh, What's-His-Face's mom on Stranger Things. Um... And she's been in uh, Homeland as well. Okay. Um, so these are all like these are clearly four different actresses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, also, her name is Patrice. We learned later. <laughs> uh, but she takes role, and her version of taking role is saying Buffy Summers, and then when Buffy and then pulling out a gun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, terrifying. First of all, and. Definitely would not have made it on the air. Um, Probably not, at all right nowadays. Now. Yeah, um, like it's kind of weird watching that scene because, um, like, the the students are panicking and don't seem to know what to do about it, which is, you know, definitely a pre Columbine thing. This would not be the uh, the first time. That this issue would crop up with Buffy. Yeah. Um, hold on. I am going to look up when Columbine was because I'm pretty sure we're still... Well, it was near the end of season three, wasn't it? I think so. And that's like why the episodes kind of changed yeah, delayed or and whatever. Pretty, yeah, it was, it was uh, April 20th of 99. So okay, we are yeah. still in... Uh, this This episode is set pre-Columbine. Aired pre-Columbine. Mm-hmm. 
um, which we discussed that on our um, School Hard episode, because there were definitely some, um, we, we drew some parallels with school shootings, even though it wasn't really a school shooting, there's still like elements of that, um, that, that sort of thing yeah. um, in that episode, school lockdown, all of that. Buffy avoids getting shot. Um, Oz does not avoid getting shot. Um, but his reaction to getting shot is like, whoa, man. Oh, oh my gosh. It's so like, he, what's he say? It's a, I've been shot. It's odd and painful. Yeah. <laughs> dude is, dude is totally on the ganj right now. <laughs> Absolutely. So are you saying Oz's or Seth Green or both? Um, probably both. Cause Oz comes across as a very cool musician who's down to party. Mm-hmm. He's a senior. Ooh. Yeah. Forbidden fruit. (laughs) That's what they called me in high school. (laughs) But for other reasons. No, they called me Skittles and they called me Princess. Skittles could be forbidden fruit. Uh, I was called Skittles because I would get a bag of Skittles every single day from the vending machine uh, until they replaced the candy with fucking peanuts and bullshit and... I mean, I'd, pre- I'd prefer the peanuts because I, I don't like Skittles. As evidenced by... Yeah, yeah. Apparently you got it like day. a bag every day. Um, nice job, uh, Skittles. Thank you. Uh, and then my other nickname was Princess because I was um, demanding and uh, high maintenance, which I'm sure that you cannot see. Anyway... Um, yeah, so like Oz got shot. Oz got shot. <laughs> um, but he's fine. It just grazed him. Um, Kendra comes to Buffy's rescues. They fight Patrice. I can't. I can't deal with their big name Patrice. <laughs> like, oh, stop trying to shoot me, Patrice. <laughs> um, she grabs Jonathan, uh, who at this point is still doesn't have a name yet. He's Credited in the end credits as Hostage um, Boy. Hostage Boy. Not, not like not even just hostage. Like hostage would have been enough. Because um, no. there is no hostage girl right? in the credits. Um, she has this big ass knife, uh, but then she's just like, ah, fuck it. Throws Jonathan like a rag doll and runs out. Um, Kendra follows suit. But Buffy goes to check on Oz, which it's a small moment, but I think it kind of illustrates more of the differences between these two characters. Because, and obviously there's the scene later where uh, Kendra says like, oh, your emotions like cloud your judgment, or excuse me, they clawed your judgment. Like it is... Poor Bianca Lawson. This isn't her fault. It's not her fault. Uh, and I think Bianca Lawson does, you know, this this accent aside, I think she does a really good job in this role. Yes. Um, in a very short time, she makes, you know, she makes this character um, sympathetic and I think well-rounded in, in just one episode. I'm not really counting last episode because she... You know, you don't really know what's going on with her exactly. until the very She's end. She's a total red herring in the last episode. So, um, yeah, I think she acquits herself really well in this role. Um, what else did you say you had seen her in? Uh, so she's also in another vampire show, uh-huh. uh, The Vampire Diaries. She plays the uh, ancestor of Witch Bonnie. 
and uh, Bonnie like uh, actually communicates with her a few times. And I believe when I was watching Van- uh, my first like watch of the Vampire Diaries, which went up to about season five, um, when she showed up, uh, I remember seeing Bianca Lawson's name in the guest star credits. I'm like, why is that name familiar? Looked up. It's Kendra, the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, I'm just looking at her her like Wikipedia page right now, and um, yeah, she's in um, she's been in a lot of stuff, um, most uh, mostly television. Um, she was in a movie called uh, Super Gator in 2007. Oh, I really hope that's what I think it is. I really hope it's like a Sci-Fi Channel original movie. Uh, it's not. It was, a, but it is a direct to DVD yes. uh, horror film produced by Roger Corman. A creature feature, baby. And uh, that is the that's uh, the that's the, the the cover. Oh my! That is like a Photoshop Godzilla poster. Yeah, that's real rough. I thought it was a Godzilla poster. I'll put I'll um, I'll post a picture of this on uh, uh, on our Insta <laughs> so you all can see it. Um, I'll just. You know, I'll probably skip it. I'll probably just watch Crawl again. Um, also, just plug, Crawl's a great fucking movie. Is that the one that came out recently with, like, all the crocodiles, that, or the gators? Alligators, yeah. Yeah, the gators that, like, just invade this house, mm-hmm. and they're, like, evil gators or something? I mean, they're just regular okay. gators. Um, but they're hungry. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah, it's set um, in Florida, obviously, during a hurricane, and it's this young woman and her dad who are like trapped in the crawl space of their house, um, and there's like an alligator down there with them. Yeah, and that is that is a no bueno for me. Not because of the alligators, <laughs> but like I, I, not a lot of things get to me, but uh, the possibility of drowning does. Oh my gosh, this movie does such a good job at all the tension because ninety percent of the movie is set in the crawl space. Yeah, and so it's cramped. It's claustrophobic. Um, you've got these gators, but you've also this this ever present like the, it's flooding as well. Yeah, that is that is no bueno um, for me. I saw the movie on my birthday. I was the only one in the theater until like the movie was about to start, and someone came in and was furious. Um, <laughs> but that I, is the worst. But I, I've had the only one, the only movie that I can think of recently that I've had the theater to myself in was like a Monday afternoon showing of Mission Impossible Fallout. Which was great because not only was the movie great, but also I got to be like, yeah, and like audibly cheer and stuff, which I feel like dumb doing um, in a normal theater setting for an action movie. But I'm like, That's yes, I can do it. And that's like everyone's doing it. Well, yeah, and, like, and, most, people, and most people don't, which is yeah. sad. Um, I saw something recently, and I can't remember what it was. Oh, it's when I saw um, Annabelle Comes Home. I saw that one at like um, on a Monday afternoon showing, and it was several weeks after it had come out. So I had the whole theater myself, and that was a lot of fun. Um, but anyway, that was a really long tangent <laughs> right it? there. Uh, it started with Bianca Lawson, and what else <laughs> has she been in? Um, so uh, Patrice gets away. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Patrice! Um, and the Patrice who got away. The uh, the Scoobies uh, gather in the library. Um, Cordy and Xander show up. They get filled in. Xander is gross. He says <laughs> to uh, Kendra, oh, you're a slayer. I like that in a woman. Yeah. And she's very like... God, he is... 
He's the worst kind of Chad. What's a Chad? Just a guy's name Chad? Well, no, like, no, Chad is, like, kind of the go-to terminology for, uh, for, like, douchebag. And I guess, like, Xander isn't, like, outwardly, like, outwardly the, the most Chad person, but he's got some Chad tendencies. He absolutely does. (laughs) Um, they, um, Giles reveals that, um, which I'm not sure, do we ever see him learn this or figure this out, that they need, the like, Drusilla Sire to restore her strength? No, because like, I feel like he, uh, I feel like the only, like, reading material he brings out or, like, stuff to do with the, um, with, like, whatever the assassin order is that, uh... Yeah. That all these, like, contracted employees of Spike right. <laughs> were well, part of. Somehow he knows. And uh, Buffy reveals to the rest of the gang that uh, Angel was Drusilla's sp- uh, sire. Um, and she's gonna go save her boyfriend. Oh my god. Um, but Kendra's kind of not on board with this plan. Um, she, she basically is like, you know, that shouldn't be your priority, like, you have to stop Spike, and Buffy's basically like, well, you're in luck, like, saving Spike, or saving my boyfriend, and stopping Spike for the same thing, so, um, they decide to go back and talk to Willie the Snitch again. Well, this is also where, um, you have that scene where Kendra kind of reveals that, like, oh, hey, slaying is my life. Yeah. Like, that is literally what it's all about. Like, she doesn't even know what friends are. Yeah. Um, when And Buffy has to explain that to her. And it just, like, as you said before, highlights the difference between the two. Like, yeah, Buffy has emotions and ties outside of slaying, but she argues that that makes... Are stronger. Yeah. Well, and they have this, um, they have a great, in that conversation, there's a great moment where she, Buffy compliments um, Kendra's fighting abilities and mm-hmm. says, like, your technical skills are amazing, way better than mine. And she says, I know. Because <laughs> shade. Yeah. <laughs> Serious shade from Kendra. Um, but, yeah, she, um, she definitely, um, she's like, I, I still would have won the fight at the end, uh, because I will think outside the box and I am, you know, I have an imagination and you lack that. Um, and then Buffy like pisses her off. Um, and it's kind of a nice moment. Like, I also love like the crossbow moment and how that is like, that is like a very funny running joke. Yes. Just like, nope, crossbow's advanced. <laughs> There's something wrong with this triggering mechanism. <laughs> um, so while all that's happening, Angel's still being tortured by Drusilla. Yeah, torture. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I get it that it hurts, like, having holy water thrown on you if you're a vampire. He likes it. Oh my gosh. Like, there is some kinky-ass Fifty Shades of Fucked Up going on here. <laughs> um, we, it's interesting in this whole sequence of him tor- or her torturing him, we get some humanity out of Drusilla, where she keeps talking about all the members of her family that he killed. 
and she sounds kind of pissed about it, which is kind yeah, of Yeah, it's like, it's like everything else in her head is a jumble, but she still remembers, like, mm-hmm. all the stuff that Angelus took away from her. Yeah, um, and that's something that feels like we don't see from some of the other vampires. Um, so that's interesting. Um, she does have a great line where she's like, um, she's like, like, do you want to say uncle? Oh, wait, you killed my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> It kind of almost makes you wonder, like, if there's something special about this line, like, this line of vampires. It's interesting. Because, like, it, it does come from the master mm-hmm. um, to Drusilla, or excuse me, to uh, Darla. Darla, then to Angel, then to Drusilla, then to Spike. Right. I don't know. All that has been revealed. Uh, I'm pretty sure it has. Okay. <laughs> At this point. Uh, sorry if it hasn't, but... Like, yeah, um, the fact that these vampires are much more than yeah. all the other ones. And the master was. I mean, he was yeah. so old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Such a drama queen. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's anything the show ever explores, but um, yeah. Good for them. That, 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 mytholo- that mythology is actually. Uh, kind of an interesting part of uh, the Vampire Diaries because uh, in that one um, basically they're the five original vampires and Harrison's like giving me this look while he pours himself another glass of wine I'm a grown up I'm not judging you this this show's called Booze and Buffy still a grown up (laughs) (laughs) but like uh, in Vampire Diaries like they're the five original vampires where all the... Um, okay, is that what the show The Originals is about? Yes. Okay. And uh, all vampires stem from them because they were like the original vampires that got cursed. And if you kill an original vampire, every single vampire that they sire dies too. Oh, like throughout the whole line? Yes. So like, like Night King so, style. Yeah, so, so they talk about how like if you kill all five original vampires, you kill every vampire on Earth. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, is that a plot point? That yes, that like... is that is very... Uh, the originals get introduced in season two and are very much like a part of the show for the next two seasons and then uh, season four kind of like starts setting them up for the spinoff. Cool. It's a cool show. Check it out, especially if you're fans of Buffy. I, I actually do want to check it out. Also because I, the, news, the, like, the newer spinoff Legacies... Mm-hmm. Um, kind of looks a bit like a, like it's based on the trailers I've seen it seems a lot like Buffy it's like high schoolers like dealing with evil um, yeah. and Alexis Denisoff who uh, we've not met yet but uh, apparently he's on the show too oh that's cool yeah. um, so while he's being tortured uh, Spike comes in and he's like, oh, time for the ritual. And Angel's basically like, listen, buddy, I can tell how by how she's torturing me that, you know, you are not going to pound town enough. Uh, then it is Spike's turn to be Jelly Clarkson. Oh, my gosh. She gets so mad. And I'm just like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> um, no, there's got to be like, you know 
that when they were all together, at some point, they all fucked. I mean, they're very old. And, I mean, not so much in Buffy, but generally speaking, like, in most vampire mythos, vampires are, like, bisexual across the board. Um, So, you know, I'm, I'm just saying... They fucked. No hate for the gangbang. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> um, uh, he enrages Spike. Um, and Spike almost takes him. And then Drusilla's, you know, in her usual position of just over Spike's <laughs> shoulder, caressing him. And she's like, no, don't do it. Um, don't do that. And so he, uh, he ultimately does not kill Angel. They go to do the ritual. Um... Which is a kinky-ass ritual, mm. just as you'd expect at this mm. point. So the Slayers decide they're going to go talk to Willie again to find out. Um, and we actually kind of skipped over this scene earlier. Um, the first time they talked to Willie, he tells them that he released Angel. Angel just went to, like, recuperate. Uh, and then he made some gross comments about wanting to take pictures of them naked. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bad day for Bob. Uh, Bob is the character that that actor plays on Becker because all throughout that scene I'm like I know this actor and looked it up and like oh yeah he's Bob from Becker who kind of like almost the same character just kind of like a pathetic sort of guy like the show Xander is he he's the Xander of Becker is he a very over the top Italian stereotype oh absolutely like Like, to the point where he actually says his name like, he refers to himself by his own name in the third person. Oh, my gosh. All right. Because that's a sign <laughs> of a popular guy. So, here we have a moment where uh, Buffy... Oh, Buffy. She does something she shouldn't have done. Uh, they say they're going to go talk to Willie. Buffy says... Or Kendra says... Let's go tell the Watcher. She, or no, before that, before they go talk oh. to him, she says, you think he'll talk to us? And Buffy goes... <laughs> I think we might make him. Uh, uh, Buffy. Uh, Not a good blow No. You don't. You, you don't. You no. Because, like, because I, I, I get that you're trying to, like, be witty, but that just comes across as, like, very bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, don't. I don't know why Kendra didn't just, like, immediately say, <laughs> the fuck did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest of the episode, they don't even go save Angel. The rest of the episode is then... We'll just it's like, just an uncomfortable <laughs> silence between them. Um, um, makes me think of in 30 Rock, where um, Liz is doing an impression of Tracy, and Tracy's wife is like, don't do impressions of other races. <laughs> and then later, Liz does it later in the episode, and... Uh, um, his wife just goes we discussed this Queen <laughs> <laughs> of um, Jordan so they um, they force Willie to uh, to reveal where Spike and Angel are Kendra she, Buffy wants to go straight there Kendra um, Kendra does not she, needs, she wants to go back and report to Giles and they have this argument over it and to me, it's like, it seems like we really got the best of both worlds here. Like, Buffy can go straight there, like, scope out the situation, figure out what to do, and Kendra can go get reinforcements. Like, seems like a win-win to me. Yeah. But, um, of course, this just is illustrated. Buffy doesn't go scoping out things, though. She just goes 
goes in guns blazing, that stakes is blazing. So true. Crossbows, crossbows blazing. Yep. Um, no, because Giles has the crossbow. That's true. Because um, so, you cannot trust these slayers with that crossbow. Oh my god. Um, shock of shocks when she gets there it's a trap uh, it's a tarp um, they are meanwhile the gang is doing research um, and we learn that there are from Willow that there are 43 churches in Sunnydale and Giles is like that's a fucking lot <laughs> and I'm sure for a small California town 43 is a lot of churches but I heard <laughs> Every time I hear that line, I'm like, 43? Listen, there's churches on my block. Yeah, in all fairness, we live in Louisville, Kentucky, which, <coughs> one, is probably the most Catholic city mm. in America besides Boston. Yep. So we got all those to deal with, plus <laughs> deal all... With. <laughs> yeah. Please don't misconstrue that. <laughs> we got all those... Plus all the other like random offshoots of Christianity, plus like all the other non-Christian religions. Mm-hmm. Granted, but that's probably like a lot less than anything else. Less, but we definitely have. I know of at least two synagogues mm-hmm. in Louisville, and I'm certain there are more, um, and at least one mosque. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, lots of churches. In also, Louisville. like a at least two Buddhist temples. Oh, cool! I did not know that. Yeah, um, maybe. Maybe we have so many churches because we're on a hell mouth. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> hell mouth. I expected more to be on Lexington. That's fair. Because that place is hell. <laughs> Ugh. Um, uh, and we both went to Catholic school. That's true. Yeah. Rival Catholic schools. Yeah. Um, you know, we've never really been, like, we've not, the rivalry between our schools has never really come up. But maybe it should start coming up now, right now on the podcast. Your school sucks. Yeah, well, your school is on Shelbyville Road, right across the street from a White Castle, which gives people diarrhea. (laughs) All White Castles give people diarrhea. Yeah, but especially that one. (laughs) Um, There's also a Burger King there that, um, when I was in high school, like, was refusing service to Trinity students. They were like, no, you can't. Like, Like, Trinity students weren't allowed in, like, for like an hour after Trinity let out, because apparently like one student like did something bad there. Great. And it was yeah. Way to ruin it for everybody, Chad. Right. Oh yeah, definitely Chad. <laughs> um, but then a couple years ago, I drove past and it was like happy. There was a sign out. It was like Happy Trinity Pride Week, and I was like, Fuck you, Burger King. <laughs> I remember when you turned on us and we had to go to the Jimmy John's. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Uh, <laughs> I wanted a flame bowl buffer. <laughs> um, also, I can't remember when this comes up, but I have a note about it. Um, Buffy wants a pineapple pizza. Oh, it's um, it's when like uh, Kendra says, "Oh, maybe you can show me how to use the crossbow one time." And That's right. Buffy's like, "Oh yeah, pineapple pizza and a movie night or something like that." You had a very strong reaction to that. Oh yeah, I. All right, I, I am in the I do not like pineapple pizza camp. Okay, and here's my reasoning for it. Like, <laughs> like I feel like there's a lot of hate thrown at pineapple pizza, but no reasoning for it. And that's one thing I always try to do. If I hate something, I tell you why I hate it. And for 
I just feel like when I eat pizza, it is it is all about the savory flavors for me. Okay. That's why you, so you have like, like the, the cheese. You don't like the sweetness. Yeah. See, and here's the thing. I tomatoes are actually one of my favorite toppings for like diced tomatoes or even like sun-dried tomatoes at some fancy places. But um, that adds a little bit of sweet, but just a little bit and just enough. But I feel I've had pineapple pizza before. I remember the first time I had it was probably like on a barbecue chicken pizza. Mm-hmm. And the sweetness just overloaded. And I'm like, this is kind of like wiping out the thing that I really enjoy about the pizza, about pizza in general. So, yeah, and the fact that, like, people... And, you know, I've never had, like, the Hawaiian pizza, like, the standard, like, ham and pineapple. Mm -hmm. So, maybe, like, the ham is salty enough to counteract the sweetness. Uh, But, yeah, that is why I am very not happy about pineapple pizza. All right. I'm okay with it. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's probably a decent reaction. That's probably a more rational reaction to have. I I don't go out of my way for pineapple on a pizza, but if it's available, you know, I like like roasted pineapple. I I really, really enjoy. Um, I think a lot of people have a very strong reaction to it because they're like, it's a fruit. Like, you shouldn't make it hot. Um, But listen, I'm a fruit. I like to be hot, so... I wouldn't. I wouldn't take that away from a from a pineapple. Oh Skittles! <laughs> um, also, I don't remember where this came in. It must have been during this library scene. But uh, Cordelia calls Xander a dorkhead. Oh yeah, it's because like it's while they're like looking at what this bug guy is. Oh yes, that's right. Um, oh, and uh, Bubby says uh, you and bug people, Xander. What's up with that? <laughs> of course, they reference to uh, Natalie French. The praying mantis lady. Yeah, and like Dorkhead Cordelia, you have had such better burns oh throughout gosh. the show. Listen, it's been a hard day. Yeah, uh, she so did kiss Xander, yeah. so maybe that's like maybe her power has gone away. Oh my gosh, Xander acquired some of Ampata, the Inca, Mimi, Inca Mummy Girl's power to suck the life force out of people when kissing them. Except in this case, it's sucking clever witticisms out of someone when kissing them. Oh, Cordelia. Get away from that boy. <laughs> you can do better. Go find one of those... Literally anybody. Go with Hostage Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Go find one of those nice uh, fraternity brothers, a reptile boy. Oy vey. <laughs> um, so, um, back at the, uh, the church, um, of course... As we've just established, it was a trap, mm-hmm. and um, Buffy is going to be killed uh, by Spike. But then Kendra flips in. I do have to say though, I thought that was an awesome line by Spike. How like, oh, Angel's got like, uh, so he's got something. Yeah, you don't yeah, have. yeah, like because this the whole ritual is going to take like five minutes to like kill Angel, and so Spike looks at looks at Buffy. He's like, oh, you know, I gotta say, he's got something that you don't have. And she's like, what's that? And he's like, five minutes. That's a pretty badass line. Like, Spike yeah. can never follow through on all of his badass lines, but he's got quite a plethora of them. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know what else Angel has that Buffy doesn't? No shirt? I mean, yes. I was just going to say nipples he can show on television. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, still shirtless. Um, and this, like, ritual is super sexual. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, like, he's tied up... Like, 
He's tied up, like, without a shirt, with Truzilla. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, like the way that they're tied up, it could very easily be, like, the cover of an adult novel. Oh, my gosh. And then when they, like, after the ritual, she's, like, splayed back. <laughs> um, she's also wearing a black dress. Hot. Which is um, the first time we've seen her wearing anything other than white. Um, which, you know. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Kendra flips in. Um, she didn't need to flip in. She, she could have ran. <laughs> she might have gotten there faster if she'd run. Um, paid those stunt doubles, damn it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, they, uh, she's also got Giles, Willow, Cordelia, and Xander with, with her. The whole gang is the here. The whole gang. Minus Jenny Calendar. She's still mad at Giles. Um, Wouldn't you be? Um, so uh, Giles stakes a vampire with his um, with his crossbow then he beats another vampire with the same crossbow yeah I'm like surely you brought something besides the one loaded crossbow right like surely you have a stake on there or something but no like one, you could damage the crossbow just by like trying to hit somebody with it, and two, Not a bayonet, Giles. and two, who hits with a crossbow? <laughs> Honestly, um, they trick, um, they trick Norman Fister, the Bugman, into disassembling into his maggot state, trap him in some liquid adhesive, and stomp him to death. Yeah, so, and good for them. You know, it, it kind of makes you think like. If all it take was to, like, kill the bugs, couldn't you just wait for him to, like, turn into bugs and then, like, just stomp on them then? Like, did they have to glue him? I think maybe that was to prevent him from reassembling okay. while they were stomping. Fair um, enough, but it seemed like his go-to thing when he tried to kill Xander and Cordelia was to disassemble. That's true. So, I don't know, like, I- I'm missing the logistics of that one. I mean... That's like his only yeah, weapon is to like I'm bugs, and it's not a very, in my opinion, a very impressive one. Like it's creepy, <laughs> it's gross, but I am just like a little bit like okay, but what do you do once you're bugs? Like clearly, he kill he he, he can kill people somehow um, over a long period of time. <laughs> so yeah, we got this big fight scene. Uh, Willow gets to stake a vampire. Yeah, I don't. Now, if we've seen Willow stake a vampire before... She's killed bugs. Um, she has killed bugs. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, they um, they fight... Uh, Buffy and Kendra are fighting Patrice and Spike, respectively. And then they swap by doing another wholly unnecessary flip. Um, but it looks cool, though. It did look cool. Um, Kendra leans forward, Buffy, like flips over her back or maybe it was the other way around maybe Buffy leaned forward and Kendra flipped regardless didn't need to happen they could have just swapped places but um it looked cool (laughs) (laughs) um they um uh, Spike realizes basically though that they're overwhelmed their forces have been defeated um he gets Drusilla the heck out of there or attempts to uh, Buffy throws a incense burner thing? I don't even know. I'm sure there's some crazy Catholic word for it oh, that I don't know off the top of my head. 
Yeah. Um, somehow that's enough to cause like the ceiling and pipe organ to collapse. No, no. She hits Spike in the head and oh, he yeah. falls into the organ. That's made of cardboard. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, Clearly a fake organ. plywood. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, breakaway chairs. This is a breakaway pipe organ. <laughs> Beautiful. But still looks more real than the one in the movie Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they... Um, also, the building is on fire. Yeah, um, as, as buildings in Sunnydale tend to be. Yeah. So, um, they, the gang escapes, um, presumably believing that Drusilla and Spike would perish in the flames. Nope. Um, the next day at school, Willow is wearing a better outfit. Yes. Uh, she's got a cute blue sweater that looks really soft. Um. <laughs> she's got, she rocks the pigtails too. Cute, very big pigtails and little flower earrings. Yep. Um. And, and then Oz shows yeah, up. It's like the cutest conversation with Oz. He's eating animal crackers, um, which, sure, um, the plantest of snacks, but it's okay. I think I might, I'm going to go to Kroger later today. I think I might buy some animal crackers because I honestly haven't had some in forever. And what's really interesting is they call them crackers, but they're actually cookies. That is true. Um, I was about to be like, well, that's what they call them in Britain, but actually those are biscuits. Um, so... Um, they're, they're talking about the animal crackers because the monkey is the only animal cracker who has pants. Do you think the other animals at the zoo are upset by that? And you have the sweetest smile. So what I'm thinking is this monkey is <laughs> like, um, he just slips it in there. It's so cute. And Willow beams. Oh man. Um, she turns into butter. Oh my god. Oh, I turn into butter. <laughs> I, I, and I'm just like, that's smooth. Like the co- like just you say the compliment, but you just don't even draw attention to it. You just keep talking about animal crafters. I was like, mm. Seth Green, you devil you. <laughs> um they um apparently um everything after you have the sweetest smile, that that up to that was all scripted, but everything after was ad libbed. By Seth Green and Alison Hannigan, which is really cute. Yeah. Um, and he mentions that uh, all monkeys are French. Um, and there's going to be a coup at the zoo, which coup at the zoo sounds like a cool band name. Uh, Horton the Elephant and the Coup at the Zoo. Oh, nice. I like that. I like that. If we ever start a band, trademark right here. I feel like the Coup at the Zoo, though, would be the name of my animals cover band. Okay. Easy one, but still. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Buffy and Kendra say goodbye to one another. Um, And it's nice. Um, Oh my gosh. I forgot to mention that Patrice ruins Kendra's favorite shirt. Her only shirt. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's definitely a line that when you think about it, like, logistically, it's like, but wait. No, I'm pretty sure I even said, like, that can't be true. <laughs> you just topless whenever you watch it? I mean, like, yeah, like, what... Like are you are you one of those people that like goes to the, goes to the laundromat and washes things while you're in your underwear? <laughs> I really hope that isn't still a thing, but, you know, it might be. Kendra has never been to a laundromat. <laughs> Did they ever establish where she's from? I mean, I think we're supposed to imply that it's Jamaica. 
They really, that <laughs> accent really tried to imply that it was from Jamaica. Yes, it did. Um, and that's actually something where we kind of, we did kind of skip past. We we do learn that Kendra was sent to her watcher at a very very young age. Um, so I we uh, you know they don't bring a lot of attention to it, but I think the implication we can glean is that the watchers do have. Uh, some sort of ability to uh, tell who who could be a uh, a slayer. Yeah. Um, so clearly, they either didn't catch Buffy or dismissed her, um, but felt like Kendra was a good candidate. Um, I don't know. I just think it's interesting. Yeah. Um, Kendra does have like a very. Uh important moment with Buffy because like Buffy makes a comment like oh hopefully like they won't fire me for dating Angel and she, and Kendra says like you do you always do that you refer to being the slayer as a job but it's mm-hmm. it's who you are and damn if that's like not a huge touchstone for the series because oh, like absolutely yeah the entire point of the series or one of the points of the series is Buffy always constantly like having to grapple between being the slayer and also trying to be like a normal person. Yeah. And like, she really does see at least early on, she sees like, Oh, this is, this is like something that was forced on me, Mm -hmm. something that I don't want. Uh, but I just deal with it anyway. And as the series goes on, that kind of changes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think we can point to this episode as a bit of a turning point. Yeah. Um, uh, for her, you know, despite everything she says that, you know, she doesn't want to be the Slayer, she does get a bit of an out in this episode. Yeah, it's interesting that, like, they bring that up, um, how, oh, Kendra could take over for me and I could just, like, you know, go to Disneyland. Um, but the, uh, it's interesting that they never bring that up again, but it's kind of like, oh, so even though she has that option, she's still choosing to mm-hmm. remain the Slayer. Absolutely. And also, you know, it, it's not even just that she has Kendra. She even spe- specifies that, you know, we have to deal with Spike. But once we deal with Spike, Kendra could take over. And from her perspective, at least, they have to deal with Spike. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think it's a choice, consciously or not, that she doesn't want to give up being the Slayer. She does, um, she does believe in her calling. Um, she's she's gonna bitch about it. Yeah, and, like, and, and you see that through like the whole oh, I'm jealous of like Kendra mm-hmm. being being the Slayer that like relates to Giles so well. Yeah, like uh, excuse me, I'm the Slayer. Hello, right. Yeah, so, you know, I, I think the lady doth protest too much. <laughs> um, Xander and Cordelia make out in the classroom after promising they'll never make out again. Don't have a lot more to say about that. Fucking <laughs> teenagers, uh, I swear to God. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I, <laughs> I was a teenager once. I definitely made poor kissing choices. Um, and then... Back at the church, we see that um, not only did Spike survive, um, but he's been very, very injured. He's unconscious. But you know who's not injured? You know who's not unconscious? You know who's super hot? You know who's super strong? True. Yeah. By the way, I made the comment earlier, even though there's nothing adorable about what Drusilla and Angel are doing... 
when Angel calls her Drew, it's it's a little adorable. So I'm not gonna lie. He has a lot of affection for her. Yeah, and I, think, and I think a lot of that affection is rooted in guilt, mm-hmm. um, as it should. Wait be. Wait a minute. Are you telling me <laughs> that things that Angel does are motivated by guilt? What? Yes. <laughs> um, but she, um, yeah, she's been successfully cured. She's strong, and she is going to make Spike strong too. And then she she lifts him off the fucking ground. And carries him out. Um, and it's... The special effect really doesn't look great. Clearly, like, James Marsters is being, like, supported by wires or something. <laughs> um, or, or he's, like, super imposing. Because, listen. We used all our money on the bug guy. <laughs> Juliet Landau is, a, I'm sure, a strong woman. Um, she has definite arm muscles. But she's also a very small woman. And I don't believe that she could successfully, like... Lived James Marsters. Um, there's some sort of trickery afoot. Um, so yeah, that is that's the end of the episode. A bit of a cliffhanger there. I wonder where that's gonna lead. I know where it's gonna lead. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that. Uh, so that is what's my line part two. Um, so what are your overall impressions of the episode? Jason. Well, obviously, it's a uh, it's the turning point for the season because we're like what midway through now or close uh, to yeah, this is episode ten. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, like this kind of obviously you know the like the power dynamic has changed in the villains because oh mm-hmm. now like Spike is injured but Drusilla's not. Yeah, um, and that to me seems more dangerous. Yes. Because she's fucking nuts. Yes. Like, even even though she's cured, she's still wackadoo. Yeah. Um, and it, it really feels like what we've seen from Drusilla is that she wants to be causing carnage and wreckage. And she was, it was a physical limitation. It was the only reason she wasn't. And that has been removed. So. Yeah, so... Know. Who knows? There may be, like, another, like, shift coming up soon. In the villain dynamic. Wow. Who knows? Love it. Love <laughs> it. Um, so I got to tease y'all there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I like this episode. I think it's good. I think it's better than part one. I think part one is a lot of setup. Um, there's some stuff that doesn't work for me. I'm The assassins, eh, I can take them or leave them. Yeah, they're, they're, Except they're very trees. forgettable. It'd be more for trees. <laughs> Um, oh, she was the villain the whole time. <laughs> um, but we get a lot of good setup. Um, Cordelia and Xander, uh, Willow and Oz, uh, yes, by Contrusilla. Um, and like Buffy and Angel are only just like more, yeah, uh, like reaffirmed because you see, like, even though Angel doesn't do a lot, like, you see, like, what lengths Buffy's willing to go to. Like, mm-hmm. it went from, uh, the first season, like, oh, he's this mysterious guy to uh, now, like, I'm I'm willing to, like, walk through the fire and the flames to save him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, the addition of Kendra adds a great um, just level to the um, to the mythos of the show. The world's, yeah, the world's been built a little more. Yeah, love to see it. Um... And Kendra's gonna ride on a plane, and she's gonna ride on the in the the the, the cabin, the cabin of the plane, the seats of the plane, 
um, not in the cargo hold of the plane. She's not convinced. She... <laughs> you know, like, and, uh, yeah, and she has to watch the movie unless it has anything to do with dogs or... Uh, or Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Which is a reference to um, a, um, a, a movie... Sarah Michelle Gellar was in. She had a she uh, in 1998. She had an uncredited role. It's called Funny Farm and stars Chevy Chase. Well, it couldn't have been a reference to that because this episode aired in 97. 88. Oh, 88. Did okay. I say 98? I thought you said 98. I meant to say 88. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it seemed like a little interesting thing for her to do when she's like at the peak of her popularity. <laughs> Um, I'll have a cameo. I'll have like an uncredited role in a Chevy Chase movie. Oof. Um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna give this episode four out of five plywood organs. <laughs> I give it a a man's worth of bugs. Oh my, one whole man's worth of bugs. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, anything anything else you have to say about, about this episode? No, just, uh, I like, season two is one of my favorite, is my favorite mm-hmm. season of Buffy, and uh, it's season two or season three, uh, my favorite episodes are in season two, and it's interesting how um, the stakes are slow, no, no pun intended really, <laughs> are slowly, slowly rising, and we're going to reach a point fairly soon where the stakes get higher than they've ever been. Yeah. And I agree like, no, I'm, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I'm just teasing the hell out of you guys. Um, but Yeah, no, I think um, season two is one of the strongest seasons. Um, you know, I would argue between seasons two and three, I think season three has um, a more consistent quality throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely season two has some of those like, some episodes that feel like season one leftovers, especially earlier in the season. Yeah. Um, and then we've got one coming up that I'll have some feelings about. You don't mean uh, bad eggs, do you? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I do think the overall arc of season two is just, wow. Oh, yeah. You can't beat it. You can't beat it. And we will get to talk with you guys <laughs> about it through the way. Um, I'm also very partial to season five. But, um, but yeah. All right. Um, well, with that, let's outro this ditch. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Booze and Buffy. We'll be back next week with Ted. Ted. I'm Harrison. You can find me on Instagram at Harrison Alexander Kaufman and on Twitter at Harrison Kaufman. That's spelled C-O-F-F-M-A-N. And I'm Jason. You can find me on Instagram at... Uh, oh, what's my handle? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. It's a Yami J357, uh, Y A M I J A Y 357. Or you can just search my last name, E F F I N G E R, Jason Effinger. And uh, I'm also on Twitter. Uh, should be that same handle. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booze and Buffy. Or if you have something longer to say, email us at boozeandbuffy at gmail.com. You can also find us on YouTube where we will release a short video with each episode where we will discuss spoilers that we can't talk about on the podcast. 
No more teasing. We give you guys the full package. (laughs) Also, don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And each week, we like to give a shout-out to a worthy charity or nonprofit because we are cisgender white people. And Jason's even worse because he's straight. God, I suck. Um, Sorry. (laughs) uh, We have a lot of white guilt. Um, so with Thanksgiving being last week, we want to highlight the Native American Heritage Association. The Native American Heritage Association, or the NAHA, is dedicated to helping Native Americans living on the tribal reservations in South Dakota. The state of South Dakota is home to some of America's most scenic landscapes, the Badlands, and also the home to the poorest people in our nation. NAHA supports the Sioux people through medical, food, fuel, and clothing programs. Please visit naha-inc.org for more information. All right. Until next time, bye. Bye.